Zone of the Enders, colon, 2167, Idolo, released March 1st, 2001. I'm Dylan Vento. You can call me Nickel. <laughs> and this is Attract Mode. Why, why are we calling you Nickel, Nickel? Because we've learned an amazing future uh, naming convention that at least one person on Mars uh, is named Radium, and that's mm-hmm. a pretty good trend that I think we could kick off now to be ready for Radium to be just a normal name by the year 2167. So right. I'm yeah, going to okay. start naming everything after Elements. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this bit this goes desk? nowhere. This yeah. desk is Xenon? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this movie. Okay. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're here for? I, I think so. I think that's oh, okay. what our I general... thought we were going to talk about the periodic table the whole time. I don't have enough material there. No? So. What's your favorite element? Whoa. Neon's pretty cool. It's weird that it's, it's, it's an element. It's a noble gas, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like bismuth. Oh, yeah. Bismuth's that's good. cool. Yeah. Um, bismuth is technically more stable than lead. Like it, like we use lead for like radiation shielding and whatnot, but technically we should be using bismuth because it's the most stable element on mm. the periodic table. But we can't because there's not enough of it. Yeah, on the planet to do that. So I've we heard do that lead. is a thing with like um, creating like shielding, like lead for X-rays and stuff. Is yeah. like yeah, there's there's a lot of elements that would be better for it, but they're so rare or so expensive. Whereas lead is like dirt cheap. So. Yeah. We use lead. Lead's pretty a good. Delicious poison. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, lead. Oh. <laughs> Name a kid. I don't like lead. All right. You're gonna have kids you don't like. Mm-hmm. Just okay. predicting that when I when I name them. Maybe you could uh, like invest in an orphanage, but under the auspices that every child who comes there, you get to rename. <laughs> then you can <laughs> really kick this trend off fast. Yeah. 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 Get like a suite of them across the country, across the world, even. All right, so Zone of the Enders. Uh, Nick, you're a big Zone of the Enders fan, aren't you? I'm such a big fan that I have personally received merch from uh, uh, Konami itself. I yep. almost forgot the name. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, very aware of the franchise, but by a strange happenstance, uh, a friend, vaguely someone, uh, as he's known on the internet, um, vaguely submitted my twitter account for a twitter giveaway where they they sent me a really cool zone of the enders ps4 controller when the remaster was coming out for ps4 um some like buttons and stickers and a pair of zone of the enders socks which i don't have on right now but i could lie to you and tell you i do if it makes you feel better messing up (laughs) what's on them is it just like one of the mechs stitched into it it's a logo logo i think yeah i think it's like 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 upside down triangle Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're black and orange, like black socks with like orange stripes and a logo on it. And I guess that's a zone of the Enders thing. I don't know. Maybe when you're piloting a mech, you need special socks to absorb all that, like all that sweat that you get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
moisture wicking technology. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was a really cool, and also the copy of the game. Um, right. So it was cool. I played it for a while, and I wasn't <laughs> terribly into it. But I, I appreciate what it is. I like mechs. I like big robots. Sure. So didn't you know. they like host you on their like Twitch channel too, or something, or like um, shout no. you out on Twitter? They did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Konami's like gaming account, like like for what they do. I forget what they call K Code. That's what they call it. K Code. Um, they uh, they have that for people who are like official Konami Twitch affiliates, and they tweeted us out from that. So. Xavier cool. Woods already uh, trademarked up, up, down, down, so they had to mm. go for something else. Gotcha. gotcha. Go to Konami Code in some other way. But yeah, uh, I have no familiarity with Zone the Enders. I once promised one Will Blanton, um, uh, former host of Warcast and tried and true Kojima fan, that I would play Zone the Enders once, and I bought it and proceeded to not play it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so all I know is that there are mechs, and the mechs fight and they also go into space and that's about it so they uh, do in this movie the one of the mechs like signature moves where it shoots out like this just you know array of i don't know if they're lasers or tiny missiles with little trails behind them or what yeah but they like swoop all around and curve and leave trails behind them and i found that in playing the game if i just spammed that all the time i was pretty good (laughs) so i don't know why he didn't just do that constantly throughout this movie it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Well, I had enough. Well, okay. <laughs> You're a better pilot. You're a better mech pilot than yeah. the characters in this movie. That's what we're realizing. Yeah. Um, any thoughts before we... Any more thoughts before we get into... I am an empty void. I have no thoughts okay. at all to share. Yeah. Okay. Just like just like the void of space. It is a, uh, a pretty short movie, so it shouldn't take us as long to talk about this one. It's also a very straightforward plot, but with some... With some big surprises uh, as far as like structure in a story. The sort of the rules of storytelling that you usually expect, yeah, get violated, <laughs> and and uh, uh-huh. I was more into this than a lot of other movies because of that. I didn't expect yeah, it, it was to turn it. the way it turned, so yeah. it was that's cool. Yeah, it's we were prepared to be bored once again watching another mm-hmm. video game anime, and then there were parts where like. We weren't like, ooh, ah, but we were kind of like, oh, uh, all right, uh, yeah. Very that much is, that, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that was fine. Mild interest, <laughs> mild intrigue. So where does our film begin? It begins in media res. Yeah, like a gunfire firing back and forth. We don't know who's who or why they're fighting, um, but we get just like, and like when you say in media res, it almost is like you hit play and you're in the middle of a sound effect, and I don't know if that's yeah. like the version we watched because we found a less than official copy perhaps or mm-hmm. if if it's always like that but it's like watching the way it was meant to be seen yeah <laughs> right um but it's like you you hit play and you're like in the middle of a gunshot sound effect like Pow! yeah and uh and so there's there we're on mars and there yes. are lasers and bullets flying back and forth between mechs and machine turrets and all kinds of things it's really confusing because it's definitely like uh, we find out soon enough that it is a like proctored uh, battle. Like it's not a real real encounter. They are they are like in a the test battleground. Um, but the bullets are very real. <laughs> the the re- bullets are are real. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like in something like 
all the all the all these things are happening where it's like soldiers like taking cover and then like shooting over embankments and they're like trying to like uh uh push up this hill but swap out all the people with just giant mechs like mm-hmm. it's, it's so like the scale of this of this encounter is not like a hillside it must be like an entire like region of land where these giant mechs are like stomping across and like having to take cover find something that's like big enough for them to like crouch behind so they can like shoot over it it almost feels like they should play with that more like if the point is they are really giant machines making the environment just look like it could be scaled to you know regular people it's almost a little disappointing i I wish i I think all mech stories should be set against like human-sized objects like buildings and cars and trains and stuff like that so that you have a sense of scale this is just rocks which you could be people in a you know very small canyon and it would have the same kind of feeling yeah they could be people but they're not they could be but they're Um, not this intro also gives me kind of uh transformers animated movie vibes Mm -hmm. because it does very much feel like uh two sides battling against each other and there's a bunch of laser shots happening and i also got gi joe out of it which gives a similar vibe to transformers that era of animation yeah like i was expecting like the touch to start playing (laughs) um you got the touch so so that encounter ends we it's really hard to tell whenever there are like robots fighting and you're gonna see this like throughout the movie like all the robots look the same like they're all like just kind of like this these manufactured like rubber stamped robots that are like pristine white and they and they look like gundams i guess um being being someone that's not super familiar with gundams but they look like the same like blocky like wide shaped gundams and yeah, it's just like, oh, here's that white robot and it's shooting at this embankment and there's another white robot and are they fighting alongside each other? Are they enemies? I don't know. Yeah, very hard to tell what side is what, um, but we did get lots of like, yeah, well, I guess the way I want to say that is just like G.I. Joe, you'd have lots of shots of a person firing a gun or a laser or whatever. And then never like really seeing where that terminates, you know, like what they're targeting or anything like that. What the damage done was. Doesn't help contribute to any kind of understanding of the battlefield. It's just like, you know, that guns are being fired. So uh, we cut to basically the soldiers resting after the battle. They're like walking around this installation that's like their barracks or something that's like near wherever the test site was. Um, We're introduced to some of our uh, main characters. We have... uh, Mr. Radium Levans, mm-hmm. uh, a native Martian, and uh, kind of his like wingman or something to the effect. Uh, Viola. I don't know if they ever say Viola's last name. Is it? They say. Do they say Viola? Or they say Viola. I think they call her Viola. Okay, you've got me doubting that now, but I think they call her Viola. Um, there is a character who. Uh, he very quickly gets into a verbal confrontation. Uh, well, a, a brief physical <laughs> altercation. Yes. Um, he he gets his shoulder bumped by these super tall, super ripped guys who we find out are just regular Earth humans. Yeah. Because on Mars, everybody's like bone density and uh, you know um, body mass is smaller. So they are shorter, weaker, just all around physically inferior to these like apparently just normal sized guys. 
Um, so he bumps him. He says, hey, stop that or something. And for, <laughs> he for goes, what, excuse me. Yeah, hey, excuse me, princess. Um, for whatever reason, that leads to the earther decking him in the face and it seems like like caving it in like just yeah brutally bashing him just Um, shattering like his cheekbone so radium and viola uh rush to his aid check on him and then go to uh start a fight in return but radium punches one of the earth guys and it like his fist bumps against the guy's chin and doesn't even like turn it (laughs) yeah he is completely ineffective and unable to harm this guy in this moment which is weird because it doesn't explain a lot why later that's different but we'll we'll get into that i guess um and despite whatever else we might say about this movie and its quality i think that's some really good world building like i think there's something fascinating about that um the idea of like your enemy being just normal humans who are physically superior to you i think is bad yeah i do like that and Um, they're also dicks like the the like yes not even just like the fact that they like beat the shit out of this martian guy for accidentally like bumping into him like they just they just act like like hot-headed assholes which it's the military but also like it's to give you this impression that they're like they're definitely not the good guys and Mm -hmm. they're pretty shitty all around um but uh radium's commanding officer like runs down the hall because he sees this confrontation and like breaks it up and tells the earth soldiers to like keep walking he tells radium and and viola to like you know shape up and he's like "Uh, you're you're requested over here in like some other part of the installation and they find out that they're being transferred to like a different facility on the martian surface and they uh i think at this point they just go right like there's no real like yeah there's no pause in that in that moving forward no, in the it's, plot. it's pretty much directly moved on to assigned there and meeting the doctor right he does get drunk though and walks on some metal girders in mm-hmm. like some construction site in the city yeah um and gets all pouty face about it and viola has to be like hey like fucking shape up and then also we're introduced to dolores dolores dolly um who is ostensibly radium's girlfriend also a like weapons researcher or military researcher or scientist that is working at the base that they are being transferred to. I am realizing now during the, the filming, the filming, <laughs> the, the viewing of the film. <laughs> yeah. But behind the scenes. Yeah. In the live action film that was made. No. Uh, during the, the, we should say this is an animated film. I don't know if we said that. Um, yeah. Well, we said it was anime, but. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh you that doesn't mean it's animated when we watched this movie you asked oh have they introduced that character before uh, towards the end of the movie if you recall right before this scene she's there just kind of like teasing dolores saying like oh your boyfriend got beat up by some earth guys yes. and that's what leads her to go find him on the bridge and uh right and check on him so so they um so they all go to this new facility it's like out in the middle of nowhere and they are introduced to uh, Dr. Lynx, who is, like, the head of this, like, special weapons research division. Um, and th- what they are working on, which is a new... What do they call it? They call the other robots, like, LEV units or something like that, right? Like, they have I don't some, know the like, spec- acronym specifics, that they said. but yeah. yeah. Some military acronym that means something vehicle, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Big robot. Wait, no, it's it's it's... 
uh, it's large electronic vehicle sure lev <laughs> sure <laughs> um but they're introduced to a new one of those that they've been working on that they uh call the idolo and it's just kind of this like where where the other robots are like very like blocky gundams this is like a much more sleek like it looks like an ava like it looks like mm-hmm. an ava from evangelion it's just yeah. it's, it's got a very narrow waist and it has like sharp you know, shoulder pads and and, and there's, and what there's else, another Nick? prominent piece of this design that really stands out. Yeah, I remember when we when we saw this, I distinctly remember Will saying that this was a an aspect of of the Zone of the Enders, the Zoe universe. Um, that the cockpits are a cockpit <laughs> are are literally stored in the cock. Yeah, um, and it's just like this giant prong that protrudes out from the you know from the hips of the of the robot and seems like the worst those hips don't lie <laughs> it seems like the worst design yeah it can't be safe you're you're no. destined to have just like anything sticking out of your base structure is a weakness right like if something can bring down a physical attack on it it will so yep. preposterous but obviously there's more at play here than physics there's a intent yeah. for uh metaphor <laughs> something yes yes this is all about who you know like how the military sigils the military ranks are all you know mm-hmm. very phallic mm-hmm. you know it's all about who has the biggest dick um this one's got a big one <laughs> it's also just like you know all of our lives like our our brains our 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 sense of perspective is from the tops of our bodies so like the idea that you have to control this thing yeah from like lower than the midpoint down on this robot means you're like i feel like you're gonna constantly like forget like what your relationship is unless they're like the camera view is like i think that might that might be a thing because but that doesn't make sense like then why not just put the cockpit up there then right yeah the head the head pit you're just asking for like a failure of the camera to be like well now i can't see anything yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's just like cramming and like looking up right up the robots like what's going on yeah bad bad plan i don't think the physics of it matter entirely here no no uh but so basically they're they're creating this new robot made out of this new metal that they've discovered called metatron Mm -hmm. um and they need someone to test pilot it metatron being some sort of angelic being in like judeo-christian religions oh really one of the highest ranking angels yeah uh the biggest penis on this angel (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because metatron in the movie dogma kevin smith's movie has no penis he specifically demonstrates that he doesn't have a penis well, isn't that funny? So we've got two two ends of the Metatron spectrum in film. Yeah, two ends of the prong. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, they they tell Radium that it's like, hey, you're gonna be our test pilot for this, and you're gonna go out and test with it. And they make kind of like a big deal of his first time, like getting into the mech and testing it out, because um, he like the control interface for this thing is like two like trackballs that like rest mm-hmm. on the armrest so he kind of like puts his his arms down and his palms rest on these armrests and those like, things around 
Yeah, and they like glow teal, and then like it does the thing that like, hey, if I'm making something sci-fi-y and I need like a really easy way to communicate how it's like kind of cyberpunk and kind of futuristic, and we have put a bunch of like glowing lines mm-hmm. going out at you know geometric right angles over everything, and it does that, like the lines like come out from the orbs or whatever. And he goes and he and he trains with it. Is there anything that happens before this? Or in this in this <laughs> period this. that yeah is there anything that happens in this uh, that we need to state before like we find out like the secret of the robot? Well, I mean he he goes out. We learn that kind of the secret is doled out in pieces, right? Because when he first pilots Dolores it, out in pieces. Yeah, when he first first pilots it, he um, he starts to like struggle physically. And uh, they're telling him his like temperature's running too hot, and the whole thing is gonna, you know, he needs he needs to rein it in or whatever. And he's like, "No, I can do it." And he pushes through, um, and uh, ends up ultimately like blacking out, crashing into some rocks. And it's it's implied at least that physically he's fine in spite of the crash, but the blackout was so intense that like a trickle of blood starts flowing from his scalp. Like yeah. his his connection to this thing is more than just sitting in a chair. He's like resonating with it in some way and it split his flesh open. So eh, weird, uh, but they don't really like the scientist who's running this whole program is terrible because she doesn't go probably shouldn't put you back in there because that's dangerous. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> she says, so you found out it's powerful, huh? Good. Now read this book and I'll do more tests in the morning. Memorize this book yeah. in a night. Memorize it. Don't rest. Don't sleep. Yeah. You've just it's had like a serious head trauma. book that she just drops in front of him and is like, yeah. all right, test in the morning, bitch. Yeah. Study up. So they continue testing uh, and practicing and we kind of get, do we have the montage right away or is there another scene before Pretty that? much. Yeah. It's just okay. him like flying around this, this area and like shooting targets and yeah again shit up wasting an insane amount of money so they want this thing to be we get a little backstory we get um uh radium meeting viola viola yeah at some we don't really understand the context but some sort of alleyway situation where in the past uh they it looks like they're about to fight Maybe there's more context if you're a big fan of the games and this all makes more sense. But yeah, from what I gathered, it, she seemed like a radical. Yeah. Like like there's like a lot of anti-Earth sentiment because apparently Earth is like the colonizing, you know, force, the occupying force of mm-hmm. Mars. And like there are a lot of people that want Martian independence. And she seems to be like part of a radical group that wants that and like charges at radium angrily in this flashback. And she's just like, you know, wait we just gotta listen to your earth masters all the time or something to that effect and then he just kind of like throws her to the ground and sticks a gun in her fucking face yeah uh and says like hey you could die right now or you could use that anger and do something better like serve the military join your go ask your local recruiter's office today why that works on her i don't understand if she's a radical who hates earth and hates him for serving earth in the military yeah i feel like this scene needs to be i'm secretly working to overthrow them or they're not that bad and i can convince you that they're not that bad either way would be fine and we know it's the the former rather than the latter but he doesn't say any of that no so i guess the idea is they must have that understanding at some point because they want this thing 
to eventually break free of Earth control. So if they can get this super mech to serve them, this newly you know prototyped mech, uh, then maybe they can turn this thing around. Um, so the training montage seems to go pretty well. And then we see Radium after, you know, like building up his skill and really like understanding this mech walking through like a grassy area, a field of some kind. And he spots a snake. And this is like the turn of the movie, the point where I'm going like, wait, what am I watching? Because Mm -hmm. our protagonist hero who is destined to lead a rebellion. I mean, we we got that little bit of his like darker side with the pointing his gun at someone to recruit them. That was the first hint that should have been the red flag. But in this moment, he puts the snake under his boot, bends down, picks it up by the, you know, head and then just presses his thumb. They, they do it without showing him do it. They kind of cut away and have, he presses his thumb to the snake's throat until blood squirts up out from out of frame. And he says, I have like so much raw power. Some, you know, vague anime line like that. (laughs) He he just kind of cackles and just kind of like throws himself to the ground and just like, kind of tumbles around a little bit in the grass like ha 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 rolling in a field of flowers yeah uh evil laughing and he at this moment also sees his hands as mechanized hands even though they're yes they are physically his hands but he sees them as the, the hands of hands. idolo yeah so he's losing his mind and this also is unfortunately like so this is the fulcrum of the movie where it's like oh we're going into something more interesting but also is where all credibility is strained because immediately after this scene, if he had kept his madness a secret, the rest of the movie could have played out the way it did and it might have been more sensible. But instead, immediately after this, uh, the scientist identifies that the Metatron metal in the mech suit or something is like a living entity. And that makes the mech suit capable of you know affecting radium and making him you know like they don't know he's going to go crazy from it but they know that it's dangerous to continue messing with this and they say nothing and do nothing they act like it's not a thing and you could play on like oh well then the scientist is partly to blame but they never they never cast her in that light you know they never like address that she yeah she she didn't like recklessly say we're covering this up she just or said, like, let's keep doing tests or something. I mean, like, they do any, do that. They do that through their actions, imply that, like, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and stay but, the course. But it feels so unaddressed. Yeah. Um. So, and, he, and she tells Viola, who is, like, Radium's best friend, this information, and she never does anything about it. She just kind of goes, okay, and carries on. So, next day, they're doing more testing. They're going to do a demonstration for the upper-level military uh, yeah. uh, guys i don't know <laughs> the ranking officials the high command and he's out there demonstrating all of the super weapons including that really rad special attack that's the best one in the game um uh-huh. with all the crazy laser trails and uh i i missed kind of like the how this scene turns like he's demonstrating he's he's showing so much power the military loves it and then what does he f- how does he find out that they're spies involved i don't know this the spies have been kind of like peppered in i think in the previous montage there there, there's like this guy just in a balclava and like military fatigues like on a ridge that's like he's just spying on like the test facility and the new Mm -hmm. mech that's flying around he's like oh they have new they have a new technology they're probably gonna use this against earth 
and he stays there to keep watching during this like performance in front of the the you know high command and i don't know how radium figures this out but, but he, he like it he, out. he has been he is he's now like hopped up on like adrenaline because he's been doing this test and he kind of just swings around and sees exactly where this guy is this human dude this human sized dude he's like it's not a guy <laughs> in the mech except he is seemingly aided by dudes in mechs right. over there because which is the weirdest radium, thing yeah radium rushes over there and like blows up two mechs and like carpet bombs this whole area where the single guy is at and he still survives and he manages to catch him but because like i said earlier both the the earthens and the martians all use the same mechs you mm-hmm. can't tell it's like wait did he just like did he just like go a wall and just kill like two like other martian right. soldiers after like, he what kills happened? the snake you're thinking okay he's crazy he could kill anybody yeah. So you don't know. You really yeah. don't know. And you kind of can piece it together over the next scene. But like it's, you know, it's not obvious during the scene who he's yeah. killing, which is really I'm weird. still unsure if the mechs that were there were with him. And maybe we were like talking over a missile line or something. But yeah, it's still vague to me. I, yeah. This is just the assumption I'm making. Right. Because if you're a spy, spy, why would you have mechs with you? Because it's just too obvious. You're going to read them right. on sensors. You're going to see them. They're big fucking mechs. Giant mech in a giant trench coat. So the, like, yeah, the giant fedora <laughs> on. So the plausible solution here you're suggesting is maybe the mechs worked for the Martians and are just like security on the test site. They I'm not sure showed which. up I, and he I, killed I always them. Assumed, I always assumed they were with the Earthens. Either no way, idea. we're still facing my credibility issues with like plausible, you know, scenario here. If he just killed Martians or killed Earth spies, the fact that there's not like a psych evaluation. I mean, if they're going to do this like right. military drama story, uh, they're not pulling him off duty to like figure out what's going on. Like none of that happens. Instead, he gets back. He runs. Uh, well, we cut to him dealing with the guy who punched his friend in the beginning of the movie. And when he previously tried to punch one of these earth guys, you know, it, it hit the guy's jaw and did nothing. Something about his connection to the idolo mech is actually changing his physiology because now he is beating the shit out of this guy, or maybe it's yeah. just the power of anger. I and don't. This is the guy being the spy. Like this guy yeah. is also the spy. The spy. The guy's the spy. The guy's the spy. The spy's the guy. The spy is the guy. word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I spy the guy. Okay. Uh, I spy the spy guy. He's punching this guy. <laughs> I hope he dies. The spy guy. <laughs> Should you swallow a fly? Uh, all right. Punching Perhaps. the spy guy, beating the shit out of him. His his friend and the doctor come in, and the doctor is able to just grab his hand and be like, hey, cut it out. And he immediately stops instead of being overcome by rage. Like, all the things you expect to happen don't happen. Yeah. Right. Um, they don't arrest him. And, in fact, they don't even, like, tell him it was bad, really. They're just like, hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, this kind of thing is normal. And hey, something might be up with you. Um, he spent some well, time. Well, also just came away from a scene where, uh, after the demonstration, all the military officials were like, "Oh yes!" Like clapping and but being that's like, before, "That's very impressive." Before he kills everyone, right? But I'm saying that like, we then go to a scene where uh, Doctor Links, the head scientist, says, "I want to cancel this project." Mm-hmm. 
because we don't know enough about the Metatron metal and they say no. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> we we because need this. They they were too impressed by the 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 field demonstration to stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. So in fact, um they arrest the doctor because she knows too much. And if she's going to quit the project, she's going to have to go live in a cell mm-hmm. um, instead of any kind of like debriefing and security, like right. clearing like, or whatever. Or They're like, you're house dangerous. arrest maybe or something, yeah. but nope, just a, just a regular brig. Um, meanwhile, uh, Dolores and radium are having like a nighttime chat in sheets and, uh, <laughs> nights <laughs> and, in white satin. And she's like, Hey, something's going on with you this thing's changing you and it scares you but i want you to know it's okay you can talk to me not i want you to get out of this project it's dangerous just hey don't worry about this thing transforming your mind and body i'm here for you which is enough apparently because he because he is still like he is aware that it's like affecting him in some way and he is like distraught about it and he is like please dolores like don't ever leave me or like please stay with me um and yeah and so we end we end on that and then we get (laughs) we get a a scene of the two worst guards to ever be displayed (laughs) in film history well we only know one of them is the worst sure the other one doesn't get enough time to (laughs) (laughs) maybe the other one was amazing and that's why they took him out first yeah so So these two guards yeah go go ahead ahead. no no, you go (laughs) sorry i thought you were leaving a pause for me Um, i was Okay, so the two guards are there. They're, they're just, we don't see their faces. They're in like full cover helmets, um, like a motorcycle helmets, which yeah. is really confusing to me. <laughs> they're on either side of a door. The one in the further background of the shot just immediately gets shot in the face. A uh, bullet, like you hear, like a silencer round go off, and then the glass on the front of his helmet breaks. Blood splurts out. He starts to very slowly <laughs> drop to the ground while grunting and giving enough time that like once you hear glass break and a grunt you should like immediately look over if you're a guard on duty instead (laughs) kind of your job as he's like grasping at the air and falling down the other guard only like in the last second looks over doesn't do anything and then gets shot (laughs) like the beats are so long for him just being like huh is he yeah he's dying weird (laughs) it's uh it's the most prolonged just bizarre death uh but you know a moment of levity doesn't really matter because what is happening is the earthlings i keep calling earthlings earthers are uh are raiding the base proper nomenclature please earthers are raiding the base they are led by one of the other science uh people one of the people who like works with dolores and the other scientists and whatnot um and she is leading all of these big well comparatively big and strong guys to raid the base um they go in they actually kill the guy who was identified as a spy just because i guess to cover their tracks they kidnap the doctor because of her knowledge of the metatron uh, metal and just incidentally kill a few more people but take dolores as an extra hostage because hey the more hostages the better is pretty mm-hmm. much the line that they say in this scene um they get out of there uh the report goes out to well everybody including radium and uh viola says hey they got your girlfriend they're they're leaving on a shuttle uh, which you were very amused to find looks like 
a 1980s like challenger shuttle just looks like a classic nasa space shuttle that just like doesn't need like a liftoff or anything just takes up off the ground like a helicopter or like a jet yeah just flies out of the atmosphere very very earth design uh which i guess makes sense for the earthers um but they're they're flying out of there and the martian military doesn't want to act right away i guess because they don't want to like a cause like like any sort of like i guess like bay of pigs scenario where they're like yeah because because they were attacked covertly and if they attack if they respond overtly then they i assume they would be pitched as the the ones causing the the conflict yeah but you can't tell radium that Mm -hmm. so he he's irradiated yeah he races to the uh idolo mech um which is in the process of being stolen by a couple of these other earthers um gets to do a gunfight with them or i guess he maybe he doesn't yeah yeah, yeah. he races to it yeah I yeah, yeah. It, he's it, actually in the room he's like on the because it's like a big hangar and yeah. he's like messing with like some sort of console and there's another guy with them and then yeah. the other end of the hangar is the mech and they see guys standing around it and like some of them are like actual like uh you know facility workers or whatever yeah and they see one guy walk up in like their same uniform they're like hey buddy can't be up here and he just shoots them all and then there's like three of the secret you know earther spies like messing with the controls and stuff and then radium you know being a dumbass just shouts out hey and then so they start (laughs) shooting at him and he's like ah shit and he ducks over like he jumps over the console to like hide behind it and the guy he's a perfectly innocent engineer who's standing there and didn't know what was going on yeah (laughs) just getting shot uh, also falls to the ground the slowest way possible maybe it's intentional maybe it's because of mars gravity but he's just like they are like they have machine guns they're like raining this place with bullets and like he, it takes him like a couple of seconds to react to a the bullet it's a lot of like, screen time oh and then just kind of like crumples down slowly <laughs> <laughs> so radium successfully defeats these guys uh with you know he kills two of them with a gun he gets up on the uh on the cockpit as it's closing for the third one who has gotten inside and is about to pilot this thing away and then so i guess actually i shouldn't say successfully because he doesn't contribute to that guy immediately having like an aneurysm or something (laughs) i guess the 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 mech is too powerful radium is the chosen one who can handle this thing yeah this guy tries to overdo it fries his brain crashes the mech he goes and rushes to the cockpit and that guy's dead did we see that scene with uh did we mention the scene where that also happens not to such extreme effect but at some point they try to put viola in that mech because they like they try to take radium out we did yeah so she yeah. tries to go into it at one point and then it doesn't work well with her and she like injures or burns or breaks her arm or something like she gotcha. has to get bandaged up on one of her forearms um i mean so we do see out at that part <laughs> yeah, i don't even remember it <laughs> just say a micro nap just all right i'm back yeah, yeah. Um, need that to get through but yeah so we're, we've been seeing progressively that other pilots will not get in the mech as it were yeah get that- in the mech sh- it's a fair Radium. point. This movie does have setups and payoffs, which so many of these video game movies, it's yeah. like the most basic concept of storytelling and they miss it. And this movie checks that box. Like things get set up and then they pay off whether it's always good or not. I won't you know, necessarily say, but it, it, it does do that thing, which is important. Yeah. Um, so he, he gets in the mech 
orders are coming in like hey don't you dare take that mech and he's like fuck you my girlfriend <laughs> um and fuck you, it's my mech i do what i want <laughs> yeah <laughs> he zooms out of there uh, which causes the Martian military to send troops after him. Also, while he's chasing the Earth military people, yeah. um, he defends against them all. Maybe it's drones. Maybe it's their actual mechs. I don't know. It's hard, hard to tell. Hard to tell. The, um, the, the the casualty of this battle is non-zero. We can be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's like crazy powerful. So it's all working out for him. Um he he chases them to a Deimos uh, moon of Mars, um, like military base, base or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, some other military base that they have. Um, inside that base, um, the evil scientist and the good scientist and the girlfriend are running around. They're trying to get, I guess, just the fuck out of there, back to Earth or whatever. Um, he is successfully. We, we, this is goes back to your concerns earlier in the movie. We have no idea who runs this base. Is it Earth yeah. running a base on Deimos to keep tra- tabs on Mars, or is this a Martian base? He's killing everyone there, regardless of who they are. Yeah, he's blowing up every robot, and they all look the same, so we can't tell who's an Earth and who's a Martian. We just yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. But whatever the case, lots and lots of death, lots and lots of uh. Uh, explosions on this base they i guess he he must like tear away a wall or something or maybe there's a he, well so for some reason he can fucking like call up like uh, hadokens or kamehameha's because yeah. he like shoots like a ball of energy at this base and it blows like a huge hole out of one of the sides and it's like and, you know it's a it's a military base you know it's a floating in space so it's like ruptures it and there's a vacuum so it starts pulling shit out of it and then he goes inside of it and it's unclear like are they still in the vacuum now is there like an interior to this base right like, is it like sealed from both the outside and the inside where it's like like kind of just like a giant ring like enclosed ring where it's like only the the ring layer is something that's pressurized and the answer is we, we will never know <laughs> we have no idea but we do know is that dr link's and Dolores do have spacesuits on, so they're seemingly like trying to escape, you know, into space. So they are like prepared mm. for like a hard vacuum scenario. Um, but yeah, radium runs in there, you know, runs through the void of, in the vacuum of space in his giant mech mm-hmm. and is like trying to find them. There is like a hole where uh Dolores and Dr. Lynx show up like in the facility, so they are trying to jump out into the zero gravity mm-hmm. to like float over to radium's mech and radium is like scanning the area and sees them. And then behind them is evil doctor lady and she has a gun drawn. She's like, if you go out there, I'm going to kill you. Not really directed at one or the other, really at Dr. Lynx or Dolores, seemingly Dr. Lynx. Cause they have like, Dr. Link well, she has does the most say like knowledge. if you come back to Earth, then yeah. So I think she definitely wants the doctor because she. Yeah. I mean, we know that obviously. That's not what I mean. I think she's talking to the doctor. They're saying like, if you come back to Earth with me, then you'll be able to work on this project. Here, you're done. Maybe she doesn't realize the doctor is the one who wanted out of the project. But she's like, you also, don't have you the resources. Family, yeah, yeah. Doctor Links is from Earth, and she like is separate from her family right yep yep uh which they um, showed through one shot in a picture where she's like looking at your family yeah. 
her wallet photo of what seems like a bunch of strangers because none of these people look (laughs) similar to one another. (laughs) But yeah, so like they're like, we're going out there. You can't stop us. And Dr. Lynx is like, come on, Dolores. And she like pulls them out to like jump through the zero gravity. So evil doctor lady points at them and is about to shoot. And Dolores sees it and goes, no, and jumps to protect Dr. Lynx and gets shot herself just Mm -hmm. like straight through the abdomen and radium sees all this and he's like no and like in the giant mech like takes a giant robot hand and like cups her yeah, little it's, lifeless it's a fun floating shot body because he reaches forward out of the cockpit like he cockpit it's like a the cockpit forms like an energy shell um yeah. and so that dissolves and he reaches out his physical hand through that and then the mech mirrors it and does the same thing and reaches forward and grabs Dolores and brings her close. Um, and it like the whole, the whole thing like mirrors, but th- this uh, took you right out of the scene because you're like, they're in space. How is this cockpit open? <laughs> yeah. What is like happening? He like opens the cockpit. He's like, oh, and just gets sucked <laughs> out <laughs> and shot in the space. Like the specifics of the science here don't seem to matter much to the storytelling. They just wanted these cool, you know, desperate shots and that kind of thing. Um, and I, I think it is a pretty cool shot because like the mech giant hand wraps around her and then it like cradles its arms together. Yeah. Presumably him doing the same thing, but living kind of through the mech. Right. And also spins around. So the yeah. mech's back is to like the hole that they were trying to jump out of. And it just drifts towards the hole more and more. <laughs> yeah. And the other two women like get out of the way and it like crushes that side of the, of the base kind of leans into it um so she's dying and he's like ah oh, you can't go on without you you can't die you can't die and then shit gets weird it's <laughs> real weird she appears behind him all of a sudden yeah. even though he's well, like she, holding her well her half dying body like touches like the console the trackball and it like lights up the yeah. the whole the whole cockpit and then yeah she just like kind of pops up behind him and is like hey what's up yeah i'm fine everything's fine (laughs) um and he's like oh dolores i'm so happy you're alive at which point the mech like reanimates pushes off the thing and starts just killing again like on a grander scale than even before more and more death everything around them is dying um and you're like okay so there's a lot of thoughts running through my head at that point like has she gotten downloaded into the mech suit it, right. And that like, is it a name pun? Because like it's I Dolor and her name is Dolores. I Dolores. Like mm-hmm. obviously that, that seems intentional. Um, so I'm guessing she's like in the suit. <laughs> we never really get a definitive answer on that. And from my perspective, um, or is it that he is just batshit and going crazy because in, in the next moments while he's killing everyone, it cuts to a wedding chapel yeah. uh like a church with you know like he's in a tux and and Dol- dolores is in uh a gown uh, yeah wedding thank gown. you and interrupting that scene is viola who comes in and is like hey you're hallucinating asshole <laughs> like none of this is real yeah so we really don't know what's going on obviously that's not physically real what's happening there but is their consciousness sinking into the machine or is he just losing his mind and she's fully dead and none of that is happening. It's very unclear. It's hard um, to tell. Yeah. Um, but 
while he's like hey this is a happy day and you know everything's good don't tell me i'm wrong don't tell me i'm hallucinating i'm very happy here um the martian or earth or whoever mech military surrounds him with just like hundreds of mechs which who knows where they scrambled those from um and they all fire um oh and and viola is in one of those mechs but she does not fire in this so it's like mirroring that where like she's standing at the door of the wedding chapel and it cuts outside and they're like standing on the outside of the of the base like almost like a like standing on the outside of like a death star or star destroyer like yeah cybertron kind of thing where it's all just like you know mechanized one stuff big beneath flat their feet. metal yeah yeah um and she also has her hand out still and telling them within a mech don't <laughs> like you need to stop because the robot's still fighting and shooting at everything but they fire and mm. destroy the idolo which did not expect that to be the ending i didn't expect him to go crazy and kill so many people and I didn't expect like a big shootout. I expected him to like disappear into the sun, you know, not in the literal sunset, but like out into space and be like out there, you know, brooding or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I didn't know what to expect, I guess, but they rip it apart. Like every shot tears through this thing, arms fall off, legs fall off, which gets real weird. Cause as you pointed out, and I'm stealing like everything you've said on this episode during what we it's watched. Fine. It's fine. But you called out like, here. After they ripped it apart, uh, it falls over, and then there's a, a wide shot from above, and it looks like it's basically intact. Yeah, it's <laughs> missing like a arm, but like most of its limbs are still attached to the to the main unit, and yeah. whatever. But yeah, but like previously, and they're shooting these things because before they were doing like no damage, and then they bring in the more mechs, and these mechs have like fucking like space rail guns yeah. and they're just shooting like these giant purple lasers at this thing that's just clefting like just cleaving right through it like not even like bouncing off a bit um and it like it, it like tears its head into like pieces at one point mm-hmm. where it like shoots they shoot it like Crossing at the same times yeah 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 so it, it seems like he would be very dead it seems like uh you know, he, he, he died in a blaze of, you know, not glory, but just a big shootout, um, after going crazy. And it's like, well, where does the story go from here? And the answer is nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause the video we were watching on YouTube, yeah, I was looking at the timestamp. I'm like, there's still like 25 minutes left in this video. Like what are what they going to do? Yeah. What else do they have to talk about? And turns out nothing. It turns out whoever uploaded this video just uploaded the first 20 minutes of the movie again, again yeah. on the back. It was just stitched so it to the back of the, of the first viewing. Um, so we get a, a fade to black yeah. and then we come in with some text and can, yeah. can you summarize Roughly they talk about this thing. So they say that this whole like uh, incident was called the the Demos affair because it's like the first incident involving this new type of robot, which they call the 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 orbital frame. Um, and like this is just like the beginning of like what they're learning about me- the Metatron metal and the orbital frames or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say, yeah. Um, and then we get some years come up. And it's like what twenty one seventy two, yep. right? Yeah, five years um, after twenty one sixty seven, and then we get this this cut to the inside of seemingly another mech, and it looks like Viola. It's but definitely. It is you think so? Because her hair color is a little different. So I was just like, I think I was that's unsure. a lighting thing. I think it's still okay. Viola. 
it's the hair shape of viola the face shape of viola yeah. she looks a little bit older i would say but i think that's because literally five years have passed so they a little made her wizened a little more a mature. little like hardened might be the better because yeah. like she watched her friend die in front of her presumably but then she says uh he's he's waiting for me radium is yeah. waiting for me um and then we cut out to see that her mech is like one of these more, you know, almost organic looking Evangelion it, it, type mechs. Yeah. A new version of the orbital frame looks yeah. different like it, like it, but it has some of the same features. Yeah. And she's going and to find radium. There's a place in outer space with radium. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere out there. Somewhere. You can find that metal or um, that element. But yeah, so interesting ending, like it's setting up for a series or, uh, you know, a sequel at least, or maybe it just ties right back into the video games and we don't Yeah, know. I'm curious. Having not played the games at all, I'm not sure if this is a prequel to the first game or like a midquel between the first and second game. Yeah. Honestly, kind of interesting. Or like, are these the types of robots you use in the game? And so this is like the burgeoning of the, the project. They are the types of robots you use in the game, but I don't know if it follows the story. I never grasp the story of the games wow. so i you know konami's gonna need that those gifts back then i have to Nick. put them in a box yeah and send them off yeah um but no it was i you know this is not a great movie by any stretch but it was <laughs> it was better than a lot of the things we do only for being like i didn't know all along the way where it was going sure and it's that, got some twists that kept me more interested yeah. um animation was acceptable good you know like not not great but not bad at any point um there were some moments especially at 320p which is what we were <laughs> right. basically viewing it at there were some moments where it was like everything is still in this shot except for the lips and only the lips are going up and down they're not doing like they're not matching or anything yeah. you know they took some shortcuts but there were some decent shots here and there uh, otherwise so yeah made up for it um, I liked it more than the Snyder Cut, which is, I finished watching this morning, and so <laughs> yeah. I gave it a half it's, a star more than the Snyder Cut. It's on been a Letterboxd. four by three day for you. Oh, so you you've you've rated both of these. I've things. rated. I've rated. I gave I gave the Snyder Cut two stars out of five, so four out of ten. I gave this two and a half stars out of five, so five out of ten. Yeah, I think yeah. I would give this in the realm of our podcast. In, in the in the grand scheme of movies, it's very hard to rate these things anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In but the realm it, of this podcast, I would give this more. I would, I would rate yeah. it higher. In the realm of the podcast, I would say this is like a seven yeah. cockpits out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven cocks out of ten pits is what <laughs> I would give it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, in in regular movie speak, it's probably closer to a four for me as far as like, yeah. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone, but if you are a Zone of the Enders fan, I think it would probably check some boxes for you. Yeah. Or if like you're just like a general mech, mech, mech anime, yeah. mech anime Me- mech fan. Anime, you said, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. Um, Matthew McAnime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, if you're uh, yeah. if you're a fan of, of the Mechanisants, I would I would recommend this this movie to you because it's it's short, it's fun, it's it's got some intrigue. Um, if you've listened to this podcast, I guess there's no real there's use no in you watching it now. For you. <laughs> yeah, so 
got got you um you will see some very dunesbury-esque noses if you take the time to actually oh my god they're so long why are they so long (laughs) and everyone has long noses except for uh dolores basically like yeah that's that's why radium loves her she's like oh dolly you have a normal sized nose (laughs) can't handle all these long noses um yeah it's very strange and there's like certain shots the doctor is talking to a military officer at one point and it's like it's very self-aware of the nose thing because it ends up like tightening the frame and tightening the frame and tightening the frame to where it cuts with just like nose and eyes and they're like filling half the screen with nose and eyes and going going back and forth between them arguing and like i don't know how they're not cracking themselves up as they like edit that like they're taking out the punch of the scene because it's just look at this giant fucking schnoz um but and it's like it's weird in more it's like, ways than one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of visual uh uh prominence for for <laughs> body parts in this i guess yeah um but yeah it was it was an okay movie that's what we'll give it yeah okay by us yeah i thought I, yeah i enjoyed it i i i was unoffended yeah which is huge on this podcast yeah just (laughs) it's such a nice reprieve to watch something and not be like oh my god kill me (laughs) so what are you talking about what what movie made you feel that way joe nick oh man (laughs) nickel oh man (laughs) jokel what's next on our podcast dylan uh well let me tell you oh man oh oh man you're for a treat nickel um Nickel. You're gonna, you're gonna run that to the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you like Mortal Kombat? I happen to be a fan. Yeah? Do you yeah, like Are we gonna watch the first one again? My favorite <laughs> video game movie? Um what do you think of this upcoming Mortal Kombat movie? I got nerves. I got nervousness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have good news for you then. We won't be watching that next. Oh. Uh coming Damn up you. next. What the fuck? We <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we have Pokemon 3 colon, the movie colon, Entei hyphen spell of the unknown. The next entry in the Pokemon series. Get ready to meet Ash again, Brock again, Misty again, Team Rocket once more, and our new friends Entei and the unknown. (laughs) The unknown. How can I how can I resist excitement over the unknown? I don't know. It's unknown. Yep. And I don't know how I feel about this movie. Oh, why is that? Is this like the first one you've not seen or is that an age thing? What what No, it's cuz it's unknown. Oh. So see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>